0: So it's come to this, and <laughs> I, th- I think we knew it was going to come to this. I think uh, we knew it was going to come to this eventually. I mean, I didn't
1: know it was going to come to this today. I I kind of love that. Love, <laughs> that's kind of my favorite thing about doing this. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. This uh, is a movie podcast. And what yeah, it came you, to What this. movie
0: do you think we were watching today? We had this loose plan for you to show up, for us to pick out a movie and watch one. And yeah. I thought you were gonna look loose. through like some VHS and pick out. In I my did head, too. in I my head, I it. guessed you were gonna pick like a, a creature movie or like an insect movie. Yeah, I thought I was in for like a day of insect horror. That was my guess.
1: Yeah, we, yeah. The idea was just to uh, figure it out when I got here, and yeah, I was thinking something like a motel hell, motel hell, would something be good. with some camp, something yeah. from the eighties or yeah, yeah, b- or, or be before. A one. Yeah, and uh, no, we're watching Snake it Eyes. Came to Snake Eyes. Yeah, we're watching Snake I, Eyes. Yeah, it
0: went over like a. We spent 90 minutes today going from, like, (laughs) motel hell and working
1: our way kind of... It was a fun journey. Yeah, we took a trip that
0: wound up in, like, Snake Eyes.
1: I think the problem is you have too many movies. Yeah, I have movies piled, like, everywhere around here. You got, like... Towers of movies. They're like
0: they're gonna crush me.
1: And uh, yeah, if we ever have the big one here, <laughs> we're gonna find Eric buried. Under I have no safe walls. LPs to and Blu-rays. <laughs> That's all we're gonna get.
0: So yeah, we kind of got lost in this maze of going through like the the Blu-ray labyrinth. Yeah. and looking for ones, and suddenly we saw like De Palma.
1: We kept seeing De Palma yeah. movies. Yeah, you had, uh, I think it was Body Doubles oh, up yeah. there on the shelf. And yeah, all of a sudden we're going, wait a minute. Have we not done a Brian De Palma we've, movie we've yet? We've done a
0: lot of episodes now. We're in the 140s.
1: Yeah. And it's really blurred from, we've
0: talked about doing so many movies privately mm-hmm. that I just think we did it like in episode 32. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was like, well, we have obviously done Body Double. Sure. And so then Charlie actually went and looked. at <laughs> Well, we've never done any De Palma.
1: And at De Palma all. is, oh, he's a big one for me. I love him. I love the dude. We've seen a bunch of his movies. Watch him pretty consistently. like. And yet somehow
0: have not talked about him.
1: Yeah. And we couldn't figure out which one to do.
0: And I think we both kind of privately knew it was going to come down to Snake Eyes.
1: <laughs> Somehow, right? It's so. It as feels like as soon as it came up, it was like the gods were like, "Uh, oh, I like that idea." Here's the thing: let's make that plan happen. It's tough to settle on a De Palma movie
0: when you look yeah. at that IMDb. There's like twenty five different plausible choices, and yeah. so we. We're always going to hit Snake Eyes, I think. I think we were always going to roll Snake Eyes in episode one. We had to. Once I find out we didn't do a three-hour body double (laughs) episode, Mm -hmm. that body double episode that I must have dreamed, then it had to be Snake Eyes (laughs) or Carlito's Way, because I want to do
1: a bunch of Carlito Fragante voice. Well, that's true, yeah. But Snake Eyes, sorry, folks. Snake Eyes rocks. It come to this. like It's not just the name of the podcast. It's a way of life. It's a way,
0: baby. You know,
1: and uh, as I'm watching Snake Eyes, I'm like, you know what? So much of my life now is planned or prepared yeah. for, <laughs> predictable, right? <laughs> that it's such a cool thing to come over here and like have a totally unpredictable to, movie experience. To roll experience. Snake Eyes unexpectedly and on you roll Saturday Snake Saturday afternoon, eyes. man. Sometimes you do roll the Snake Eyes. But yeah, we're, as soon as we're like, let's do a random... Brian De Palma will write down some names. And it ended it's up being the happened. one that I scribbled out Snake you were Eyes. so waffling. You Man. knew. We, we knew almost knew it was almost, be Snake It eyes. almost came to like Obsession or some other early 70s De Palma. I'm so
0: glad I'm not talking about like sisters right now. I know, right? I'm <laughs> glad it came like, to Snake I'm Eyes. I'm glad I'm not
1: talking about Carrie. Like, yeah, I this think was, was the way it had it to be. It was gonna be. It was always. It came be to this, and, and man, what a fun movie! Dude, Snake Eyes rocks. I love this thing. <laughs> Snake Are you Eyes kidding me? Kicks ass, All dude. I remember is people hating on it when it came out, and then renting it and being like,
0: "This is good." Dude, Snake Eyes was a big rental movie, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. When, I, when I think of a VHS there. man, I think of seeing so many Snake Eyes copies at the thrift stores over the years. Yeah, right. <laughs> that that like kind of deep purple pimp suit VHS with like green, yeah. almost offensive letters. With Snake Nick Cage Eyes. just
1: staring you down. Yeah, was just wearing his like werewolf on cocaine suit oh, and like this him a- him and his like jackets. Dude, we've th- covered Wild at Heart. We this guy's got a thing. I know he showed up in that suit. Like that wasn't wardrobe. That was Nick.
0: You know, you were like you were like <laughs> a pre-meme Nick Cage train guy. I know oh, the, absolutely. I know him being a meme really like takes some luster. Yeah, you know, yeah, I know yeah. that hurts things cuz we've been to cool we our favorite movie of last year, both of us is Pig. Absolutely. It's a beautiful movie. And the first he's a, time... He's a great actor. He's incredible. I mean...
1: He's so great. There's no way around he's it. He's
0: so great. There's no way you can do Moonstruck and Leave in Las Vegas and movie like Pig and Con Air shit, man. You know, all of it is viable. All of it's so good. I think I really miss these times of like that four, five-year window where Nick Cage was like an honest-to-God box office star.
1: And this is right in the heart of it, yeah. man. I tell you, the on his IMDb, it's like face-off. City of Angels. <laughs> <laughs> he did City of Angels right Maria, before Snake got it. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to drop a City of Angels in there, man. You're talking about the hits. <laughs> but he does that. You're
0: talking Captain Corelli's Mandolin. You know, peak theater
1: cage. <laughs> to to <laughs> the City Rock. Con Air. <laughs> City of angels. <laughs> Maybe that's why Snake Eyes didn't do so well. Maybe there was like a like someone had pumped the brakes. Oh no, man, Snake Eyes was a
0: smash hit. Snake okay, Eyes, okay, there's okay. been a virulent anti Snake Eyes. Like It made money, right? I think it Ebert hated it, but guess what? At one point, the people's favorite <laughs> band was fucking Grand Funk Railroad. It was a Sometimes weird time. Sometimes the people man. speak, man. And in 1998, a lot of people wanted yeah. Snake Eyes. Good, good. This good. is a hundred million plus dollar grossing movie. Okay, okay, good. This was a I, hit. When I think of theater, <laughs> Nick Cage, Charlie. I was thinking more, you know, uh, The Rock, yeah, 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 and Con Air. These movies that I was going to see multiple times in the theater.
1: Well, he had just he had won the Oscar three years before this for another Sin Ooh. City movie, Leaving yeah, Las man. Vegas, and now he's Atlantic City detective Ricky Santoro. in Ricky Santoro, Snake a name that he uh, he
0: does one of my favorite things. This movie, it's got that. First, again, Nick Cage is great. Oh, this movie flawless. Is this movie is ninety straight minutes of what people like pretend Nick Cage is. This is like right. almost a fake cartoon version of Nick Cage in so many ways, but it's so good. This is like Cage doing full wings, Hauser. Uh huh. Oh yeah, just unhinged stuff and some f- out loud funny stuff <laughs> when it's not even a joke. It's just Cage's movement. Oh, just this him. Guy is great.
1: It's yeah. It's everything you yeah. Like you said, you think he's a meme, but. This is just who he is, man. He's too And the good. more you go back and watch, it's like, yeah, the the Wicker Man and stuff was outrageous 10 years from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's already doing this loud shouting, Tyler, Tyler, yeah. at people. He's so good at being a clown. i he's call got you so, He's he such goes, a loud, drunk guy that has a ton of friends. He's just, but he's so, it's so funny how he's just like on the turn, you know, the oh, man. turn of a dime, he just goes insane. He's
0: a ham. It's, it's so great, great. It's the same stuff that I love about Timothy Carey. It's mm. the same kind of stuff. When Nick Cage taps into it, and Snake Eyes is a full tap into it role. Full tap. Right? This is, this is untapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cage. But it's like Timothy Carey. But it's like if Timothy Carey was making 15 million <laughs> as a star for five years, right? Yeah, yeah. That never was going to happen. But Cage bridged that. <laughs> Cage brought it. I love how when Cage got to his biggest... He's just like used that opportunity to go crazy.
1: Yeah, that's just so what he does, cool. right? That's what I mean. Like, How awesome is that? And yeah, after this, he's doing things like eight millimeter, bringing oh, dude, out the dead. Eight millimeter of my and bringing out the dead in one year. Ridiculous. Damn. ridiculous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> bringing out the dead is one of the ones where I was at the theater and I was like nineteen and like, all right, I'm I'm seeing adult movies now. That movie's so good. This is this is grown up shit. Yeah, and Nick Cage, man, I was just. I was a perfect age for the Nick Cage box office mm-hmm. bonanza, you know, so I'll always identify with this guy and Snake Eyes did get dumped on at the time, but this was a hit. You good. think of a That's video to store know, when you're like a teenager, Snake Eyes is littering that shelf, right? Like I said, when I think of VHS, Snake Eyes is one of those movies that just comes to my mind.
1: So what was it? Was it just too stylized? Was it too much of a, the De Palma effect? I mean, it's ridiculous. Of going over the top. It's over the top as everything? everything. De Palma is very divisive, but De Palma yeah. is De Palma at every Point of this movie. This was a De Palma movie. He's just a guy that you get the sense he does whatever whatever he wants. Yes, like it's. I truly... mean, during this era, yeah, absolutely. He For... got
0: seventy million to make this movie. Oh this is God. an expensive movie. So Paramount trusted him oh my to Lord. make a seventy million dollar Nick Cage conspiracy movie. Yeah, and it produced profits. Did they so know, know it was going to be class. this
1: though? I wonder. Like this neo noir. Like, did he sell it Dude. as this total? The noir aspects, this yeah, because such a stunt. He's such a guy who's known for taking the old ways and making them his own. Yeah, mostly the Hitchcock stuff, right? Obviously, sure. Does the blowout, uh, you know? Oh man, remake of Blow Up. So he's it's he's so a guy good. that knows how to take other things and make them. His whole new thing. But he's
0: also a guy that likes to toy with these genres, and he has no problem kind of doing it in slum genres. Mm. You know, a movie like Dress to Kill is really a lurid, sleazy plot. He's but got the, some sleazy movies. Yeah, he's a sleaze, yeah. man. I mean, we there's can't, no denying that. We, if it wasn't going to be Snake Eyes, it was going to be Body Double. Yeah. Yeah. For our episode. Tonight. I think so. And it'll and still body come to du- that eventually. You want sleaze on film looking beautiful, man. <laughs> there's no better example. And there's some body
1: double looking stuff in this movie. Yes. That's what I love about this guy is he'll yeah. make a
0: dumb ass movie like Snake Eyes, but then just like Dress to Kill with this really kind of gross, insulting plot in a lot of ways. It'll seem like a gorgeous opera. Mm. for random three minute stretches you'll find yourself kind of hypnotized as you realize the camera's been drifting off to <laughs> you totally. know some lights you know you get this weird docu feel but with a really expensive camera and really mapped out shots some incredible complicated filmmaking I mean, this is some revolutionary stuff this movie starts with a practically a 20 minute tracking shot
1: 20 minutes yeah one shot uh, Incredible. And, and I think they do take some liberties with that, obviously. Yeah, I'm the sure quick there's pans, some quick there's edits, some, hidden it, ones. But it's meant to look like one tracking shot that follows Nick Cage, actually starts on some television monitors there's a whole like it's great there's a whole media subplot uh of this (laughs) too which is great like i love in the late 90s all these filmmakers were like you know man this 24-hour news cycle this is weird yeah they were really corrupting people corrupt media so there's this whole yeah subplot they all
0: were like they were all like former newspaper editors or something like david simon making the last season of the wire (laughs) they were all like really calling out their bosses you know like ah yeah it was all a big we still people are going
1: crazy for the fame yeah if only they they knew 20 years later.
0: But De Palma just classes up a dumb, sleazy, overly complicated, implausible movie in the best way. Yeah, yeah, One of those great movies like, man, you had me at like movie set
1: entirely inside an arena. Totally. Yeah. Right. This is a total lockbox detective story. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, the whole thing's in a casino it's a arena. Heat,
0: it never breaks down, but it feels exactly like a movie like Sudden Death. <laughs> you know, it feels mm. like a Van Damme movie. This is like Nicolas Cage in a Steven Seagal movie, but also a De Palma movie about a political conspiracy. But like if
1: Ricky Santoro was that Poirot character without the mustache, <laughs> yeah, right? Man. It's like everybody, all the suspects are here. We just got to figure it out. No, Ricky, I know. We won't go with Ricky
0: that. Santoro is such a great hero asshole character name. Oh, yeah. And I love how he uses it the same way Tom Cruise uses his status as a doctor in Eyes Wide mm. Shut. He's just telling everybody his name, like his name. He's the king. Yeah, yeah. He's the king I'm of like... AC, right? This tracking shot, though, man. Oh. I'm a sucker for, it, for a tracking though. shot. Yeah. Like, if guys guy sets it up, you know, I'm, I'm interested. I still think about that true detective shot. Sure. Yeah, season one. Through the
1: house, oh my god! Well, when you have Incredible. a tracking shot that starts on like tight, like one two characters, yeah. Nick Cage and Kevin Dunn, not the movies Kevin Dunn, the actor what an Kevin Dunn. Thing for, uh, but yeah, you get one two guys. You're following a guy down a hallway. He's on the phone. He's interacting with two or so three people. Good. Yeah, it's really cool. You get the bookie coming in, and they have their whole thing. <laughs> There's stuff it, going on in the background. You get
0: introduced to 22 characters in in this long
1: shot. But all of a sudden, then you walk into the arena, and it's. Uh, 10,000 extras on cue like doing this whole... It's huge. Like they're just doing a whole boxing match in this arena while the camera's going on in the hallways. Yeah. And and when you get the full reveal and everything's moving, yeah, like you said, it's It's, it's a dance. It's insane, man. It's It's an incredible shot just to accomplish. And it just hooks you right in. You think of that True
0: Detective shot that was so memorable and talked about everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, this (laughs) this was a shot that was
1: roundly celebrated. Yeah, Matt McConaughey like Going through houses and and intense shot, man, white knuckle.
0: You know, it's like Sicario kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. but on a
1: tracking shot.
0: There's like nine, ten working people in that shot, and when you open up in Snake Eyes, when suddenly there's like forty people on scene. Suddenly there's more crowding through. Suddenly the camera's pushing through a crowd. Suddenly you're in a huge crowd. One of the most masterful shots. Yeah, I mean, I think Snake Eyes rocks. But (laughs) even if the rest of this movie hadn't had gone to like complete hell. Yeah. this shot this opening 20 stands alone it is one of the
1: like this is an accomplishment it's impressive but it's not the only like impressive tracking shot there's so many <laughs> this in this movie filled. the uh, over the the head through the hotel rooms oh, shot yeah. So good. There's so Once many we go up above the wall. Yeah. Take the roof off and the camera drifts through three or four hotels. So rooms. many shots that follow people through through corridors and rooms that suddenly you you don't even notice it, honestly. You know what? Like I'm you just s- become a fly on that wall. I'm
0: so into that. So much of old filmmaking was some guy going uh Hey, I'm going to try this shot.
1: <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> you know. What if I picked the camera up and moved? What if I did this thing? Right? It all had to start somewhere. and So you could tell a guy like De Palma loves Hitchcock, who was a classic. I'm going to try this thing. Yeah. I'm right. going to try to zoom in while also pulling back and then everybody gets motion sickness and vertigo, you know. Mm-hmm. So I like that De Palma's in 98 still a guy who's like yeah, I'm going to try this. And he'd done that before, yeah, with some of his movies. But Oh, he gets very artistic, and you get these great... Uh, if you're a fan of De Palma, you pick up on everything. That's why I say every, mm. oh, practically every minute of this feels like De Palma, even though it's not him to usually... You know, he dips into the sleazy genres. So yeah. it's like, it's great, but you can picture up all his themes through all these genres are great. The split screens, oh, the man. great symphonic opera music that can play through these little, like... You know, it's like driving on a road in a Hitchcock movie. Is people walking down a hallway, looking around corners, following mm. somebody just as they turn at the end of the hallway. He loves that stuff.
1: Yeah, we get that around the boxing ring. Once we're in the arena, that the the, the redhead Bernadette Peters looking woman is yeah. always just around the corner. Right? There's always this sense of well, there's a lot of these great page. POV
0: shots. Yeah, and so the camera, your your views are limited. You know, you're like in a your third person shooter. As these characters, oh
1: yeah! There's great use of POV throughout this movie. There's that might have been something that hurt it, though. Honestly, with the like the critics, because that is really tough when you have the Nick Cage hand reaching out. <laughs> yeah, or the Gary Sinise hand on arms opening and hands a door, shoving a door. It's I love like, Lincoln Hayes man. shoving
0: a door with his boxing glove.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god!
0: The boxer
1: looking through the crack of the doorway to yeah. see all the people betting against him and yeah the little His little the red little
0: glow <laughs> so yeah some of the little like point of view camera was a little silly but he went for it but they did it and I kind of loved a few of the ways he did it I was so into it it's such a way to kind of bring you into this immersive movie yeah. and that's important that shot when you're in the middle of the tracking tracking shots are always great because everybody it's like when you're about to watch a perfect game or mm. you're about to see someone roll a 300 <laughs> right? Everybody notices at different points. Some guy's like, hey, he's got six straight uh, strikes here. Hmm. You gotta... Everybody suddenly knows, like, oh, is he cut away yet? You know, you're like, it's been like a few minutes now, right, right? right? Did he cut away when he pulled away from those opening cameras? And Oh, and once you realize you're in a tracking shot, it's like almost more suspenseful. Like, how like, long are we on how this long? ride? Oh, totally. It's like you your mean. car on empty for like, oh, I've gone to work two times. Do I want to stop at the gas station? Ah, let's do it. And so you're like, oh, when's it going to break? And this whole time, this incredible full take Nicolas Cage performance is going on. Nicolas Cage is just babbling. Oh, yeah. And acting like
1: a charismatic idiot (laughs) for like 12 minutes or more of this tracking shot. Kind of an asshole. Kind of a, yeah, coked out of his mind looking dude. <laughs> yeah, his, you know, like, shark skin stuff. suit and, like, Aloha shirt. Got a uh, boxing flip match. phone in 1998. Dude, that gold phone, man. Which his he answers on ring on one. one. That dude does not even this check man the number. answers every call. <laughs> He's in the middle of the fight. He's like, gotta take it. <laughs> I hate answering phone
0: calls now. So the idea of Nicolas right. Cage yelling at every person for 12 minutes, like... This is not a good time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right when the action's at its hottest, he's getting the phone call. What? Who? He's Who switching is this? calls. He's taking <laughs> calls in the middle of calls. What? My lucky number. He's got number. a call what? waiting on his gold cell phone in 98. But someone on the other end is just babbling. And he doesn't know who it is. And he's still, he's trying to figure out who's on the phone. (laughs) Watch the fight, Nick. You got money on this fight. Why is the most distracted
0: man because he is just the most dedicated phone answer. Like you said, ring one. He's arguing over like, he's talking with his girlfriend. He's talking with his wife. He's talking with his kid. (laughs) He's talking to people that he doesn't know. And who insists going? Who is this? (laughs) Tell me your name. (laughs) (laughs) Like while the,
1: and you can hear in the background the biggest punches of a boxing fighter happening. While he's like, "Hello, you're watching. You're watching Nick Cage. You're hearing this crowd noise, but you're also hearing this." <laughs> just dudes getting punched in the background it's and like, also there's a typhoon outside so you're always dude, hearing this movie this, is like, storm against
0: the roof noise this movie decided to Crazy. set itself in the middle of the storm of the century <laughs> and then mostly erase the like the payoff to any of the st- point of the storm of the century being yeah. brought up at all. That
1: was him playing with that neo-noir thing, I think, though, right? It's People like,
0: just standing and yelling in the rain it's at like each s- other.
1: You hear the rain, but, yeah, it's it never really hits you.
0: You know, I will say, the atmospherics of
1: the rain are great.
0: You kind mm-hmm. of forget how constant they are after a while. It just adds this great ambiance. People are shouting a lot in this movie. I think I'm probably shouting during this episode. I think everybody in that we're movie shouting is a just lot, yeah. yelling.
1: Is everybody I'm yelling okay.
0: over the sound of rain <laughs> and how 14,000 people are trapped in an arena? Yeah, you know, it's, the,
1: it's mass confusion for most of this movie.
0: But it's great, man. Snake Eyes rocks.
1: And it's Nick Cage just bullying the like state cops into taking over the case. Once the senator gets shot mid-boxing match, he just takes over the case, has his best friend Kevin Dunn, not Garrison the, actor, the character.
0: This is a this is a star-studded movie, and this is filmed like a total rock star spectacle. There's a great cast in that one opening tracking shot. We get introduced to so many people. The camera's looking around so much, it's like playing a game of night trap. You're yeah, monitoring yeah. different views. <laughs> certain stuff's out of sight. You're seeing weirdos there. You're seeing this whole conspiracy plan. on I love a '90s political thriller conspiracy movie <laughs> military political give me, give me conspiracy fucking like nick of time mm-hmm. right i just want to watch a guy like christopher walken and johnny depp just like punch each other in the stomach in an elevator <laughs> you know like this is that kind of movie this is a guy like in a hotel elevator like punching a stomach yeah right like oh yeah dude, 95 98 was rife with that i missed that those those were the best theater going years man and this cast though in this one shot you get Carla Gugino. If you already mm-hmm. thought you had a, a Bernadette Peters kind of redhead babe in her own red dress, Carla Gugino filled out so many 90s mini dresses.
1: She's great in this. She's she has. So she's, she shows up in that blonde wig yeah. that makes me think of something like Body Double or Dress to Kill. Oh. But she's got the... Yeah, she's, she's in disguise.
0: Well, I like the great real... She- but so many De Palma reveals, like, I'd say probably like 17 of this guy's movies. The big reveal is somebody's wearing a wig or a mask. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it, like the hour 55 mark. You're like, oh, right. And it's that <laughs> oh, wo- so that, that blonde woman's actually a brunette. Got it, got it, got that it. That
1: obvious Michael Caine in a
0: dress was, was <laughs> yeah. Michael Caine. Okay. That wasn't just a weird Indian in a Bronco. <laughs> that was just Greg Henry, the only other guy who has a connection to any of this. Got it, got it. And so a lot of it's just, I love how Carla Gugino comes up in the most obvious De Palma woman wig. Oh my God. That blonde Ridiculous. dress to kill wig. Right. Yeah. And kind I love of, how she loses.
1: Lo- like a lost highway Patricia Arquette look. Oh yeah. 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 Big time.
0: <laughs> that, that late nineties. <laughs> That's one wig man. vibe. Uh, but I like this is, I don't know if this is an intentional De Palma thing, but I love how the wig reveal happens like at the 12 minute mark this time.
1: Sure. That's, the, that's our big DePaulo. It, it opens with the wig reveal. She's got kind of like a red herring. Yeah, you think she's in <laughs> on the conspiracy, but it's quite the opposite. It's great,
0: man. It's one of those where it all those 90s movies were so good at doing the big, uh, there's seven different suspects, and you keep getting the twists as the movie Like, mm-hmm. Man, those that was the era for conspiracy thrillers. It was great. This yeah, was yeah. such a fun one. It's one of those movies that ages really well watching it now because there's nothing like this. Mm. There's nothing with this tone. It's either a series or a movie that doesn't exist. And so seeing just Nick Cage being like him, taking up a minute of this movie while there's a fight going on, an important fight that he has ringside seats to, and he's arguing about like what to get on a pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is it with his wife or his girlfriend? I don't I can't care. Tell. I'm not going to get I'm it. not going to eat any of All it. All right, pepperoni, yeah.
1: sausage, ham. <laughs> get the Canadian bacon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that one has the meatballs. <laughs>
0: he answers a second phone call about the pizza. <laughs> it is
1: so much riffing. It's so good. We never though. do get to see that pizza. No, man. Another red
0: herring. <laughs> we never get the pizza. <laughs> we get a lot of other post log. We don't get hit. If he was eating the pizza with his kid that we see for the first time, oh, that would be great. Oh, that would. I want to see a
1: split screen of him ordering the pizza and the guy like taking the order, just being like, "This guy's fucking. I don't know." We got a, <laughs> Yeah. We got an order to send it here. <laughs> it's the ultimate. There's a typhoon out there. I'm not yeah. delivering a pizza. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs>
0: Where was she ordering that pizza from? Because occasionally people mention we're in the storm of the century here. Yeah. And But Nick Cage is so commanding and silly and fun in this oh, scene. Yeah. That whole, like, when he is yelling at the famous Lincoln Tyler, the boxer. By the way, I love De Palma's <laughs> casting, but. Why they get like the flabbiest boxers in this movie? Oh yeah. I know there were some heavyweights, but these guys were not in championship fight shape, man. No. These were some yeah, I know what you mean. This one guy Lincoln Tyler's like I gotta be fifty. <laughs> this is the heavyweight champ? This is who we were this trotting out we in ninety eight. Yeah. Man, I guess so.
1: Klitschko was a long ways away, but these guys were Soft shouldered man, you know, it was that post Rocky, just like <laughs> you know, what we don't need to see the Dolph Lunger. Is this anymore. what people thought boxing was in 1998? <laughs> <laughs> Is this what people thought big boxing was? It was taking a hit, I think. Man, yeah, it, boxing
0: was taken out the chin in '98, I man. So Lincoln Tyler was old, <laughs> but Nick Cage doing celeb infatuation with Lincoln Tyler was yeah, hilarious. Right. haven't we went to the same school. Oh, yeah. In his class ring. He's wearing his <laughs> class ring. Who is this dude? But was he? he's like cheerleading him on his way to the ring in his, yeah. like, in his trainer train. Go, Tyler. Go, Tyler. Just he's, that perfect he's Nick magnetic. Cage. He's, it's what you want Unhinged. out of uh, everybody gets their enjoyment out of this Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. This guy was a star. This guy was headlining $70 million movies that were being made specifically around him. Mm-hmm. That's a level that most don't rise to. You can't accidentally get your way there. Nick Cage was huge for at least five years. Well, more counting national treasures. Geez, counting...
1: Oh, man. Counting he had ju- City of Angels. Like, Ooh. honestly, yeah. like He's got that City of Angels money just sitting pretty... He's got that yeah, Ghost Rider he bucket. Even, he hadn't even hit that yet, no, national man. treasure level where, honestly, a whole generation of people just know him from those movies. It's insane. Yeah.
0: It's perfect. This man
1: is getting paid
0: huge money, and I swear, in this tracking shot... I don't know if this is one of those things where, like, we're 17 minutes in. He knows we can't stop it. Because I swear he does an Austin Powers impression in
1: there. (laughs) You think he's trying to tank it, see if we have to do another take? I swear he does, like, a, (laughs) yeah, but, like, dude, he
0: definitely does. For sure. If this movie, this is a movie that happens in real time. Another awesome thing that we haven't mentioned yet. So, in real time, this would have been a year after Austin Powers came out. And Rick Santoro might have been an Austin Powers fan that might have oh, some Method Nick definitely, Cage performance, definitely. but he did an Austin Powers impression. He was feeling and groovy. I'm wondering if it took everything to Palma had to be like this mother.
1: I could just imagine now because Gary got, Sinise like, comes comes in into shot. the tracking shot like 15 minutes in, right? Yeah. So I can imagine Sinise just waiting in the wings every time. <laughs> like, like, Nick Cage he does this some one? sort of like, no, you know we can't use the Shagadelic <laughs> Nick we can't we don't have the rights and he's just like damn it Gary Sinise is somehow like a young looking
0: man in this one even though my brain thinks he's like an old Vietnam vet <laughs> yeah I can only picture him <laughs> I can only think of him as bearded that.
1: lieutenant. I Dan, think right? of
0: uh Gary Sinise the same way I think of Tommy Lee Jones so here mm. Gary Sinise is all like a young man but he's also Got this really unfun principal Chalmer, or <laughs> superintendent Chalmers vibe to him. Yeah, he's so unfun as a person. He's so
1: joyless. It's kind of like yeah, it's, it's like such it, a... It's like if Butthead grew up. <laughs> or is it Beavis? Which one is which one's the brunette? he's got the Beavis nose? <laughs> yeah, he's kind of. <laughs> but a... Sinise is such a. He seems like
0: such a fuddy duddy, like such a yeah. by the books straight laced Ned Flanders, and so I love. Uh, his interactions with Cage as this lunatic. Mm-hmm. And Sinise is like kind of Kermit at the Muppet Show. Just trying to keep keep all the craziness in, in check, but then being constantly distracted by jugs. <laughs> this is such a weird Gary Sinise movie, man. He's so odd through it, but there's all sorts of great oddballs through it. There's great mafia guys. There's great fake boxers with terribly filmed boxing. Mm -hmm. Some of the worst boxing ever captured on film. You get some real (laughs) color with like Luis Guzman. You get your Guzzy in there? Some peak Guzman. If you're getting one scene to two scenes of Guzman, this is one of the best.
1: Well, and then the guy we need to talk about, John Hurd. John Hurd is good. John Hurd is one of my favorites. This is kind of a
0: major John Hurd revelation movie though for something that is pretty
1: unnoticeable once you notice it. You don't notice it in 1998 when you're watching it. But uh, having watched The Sopranos last year, <laughs> I was like, he, this is Tony. He's doing Tony Soprano a year, a year before, before The Sopranos. Yeah. It is. It's undeniable when you see it. Guys, you got to watch Snake Eyes to watch how Gandolfini might have seen Snake Eyes before I mean, maybe uh, filming season one of The You start thinking there's a reason
0: John Hurd's in the first season of Sopranos. <laughs> it's as cr- like a
1: major character. It's crazy. It's, Every affectation. Yeah, every kind of eye stare. <laughs> it's and amazing. Move of the hand, and
0: I mean, John Heard is great. Gandolfini is great, but this seems like a big coincidence—a different New Jersey, Atlantic City movie. Yeah, and these these mannerisms are down. Gandolfini's his own man. His acting stands on its own. I'm not trying to John say John Hurt's his own man, but this seems—it's uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, that and a here before, Hurt's all over that season one <laughs> *Sopranos*. He's great in it. Yeah. He's in some of the best stuff that season. I mean, maybe they were tight. I don't know. Maybe he took it to the big, big leagues. Maybe he did love
1: that performance so much that he started. But you know, for but for a character, but in Snake Eyes, yeah. But for yeah, this kind of yeah, uh, Atlantic City hotel mafia mafia guy. He really only has like two or three scenes where he gets to do much, but yeah. he makes such an impression in that short amount of time. That's what that's what a character actor like that kind John of Hurt stuff. Does. Yeah,
0: that kind of stuff is. Always appeals to us. Yeah. A guy that can really command a movie in his three scenes.
1: Which probably don't have that much. Like, there's not. Like, he could have been cut from this movie. You probably wouldn't have missed it. He could have been. Luis Guzman could have been
0: cut from this movie. You know? But those two scenes with Guzman, we're laughing all our way through them. That's a perfect. That's a. You need a guy
1: coloring eight minutes of your movie. Yeah. And having Kevin Dunn do his thing as the reporter friend. Kevin Dunn is great. Just a guy you like seeing on screen.
0: Yeah, man. Kevin Dunn is so good. He's a classic eating on film guy. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> it doesn't matter where the movie's taking place, this guy is always wolfing down a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. No matter what the job. Oh. He plays a lot of cops, so it's easy for him to wolf sandwiches. You there.
1: want to talk about an eating on screen guy, the the Mike Starr, the guy who's watching oh, the cameras. Mike Starr, man. I was like I was like the the dumb and dumber, the gas man <laughs> is in Snake
0: Eyes. Starr is so good. So good in this. He is in He's one of those guys with probably 250 IMDb credits, right? I can imagine. But yeah. this is a this is some great
1: bits from him as the hotel casino Again, one security scene, guy. Again, one scene, he's watching monitors with Nick Cage and he's so tell, good. He's telling him about uh <laughs> watching the the person snatching coins off the the slot machines. Yeah. He's like, "Should we move on? Let's move on." He is giving these so good. Look in
0: depth, low stakes casino crime runs down to Cage. And Cage is just half asleep with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth in yeah. the chair, just watching these, like, and he's just punching his camera codes. This guy's. Oh, no, a pro. they are, That's 118. Uh, to yeah, the right, that's 157. The numbers are Why? so chaotic.
1: Why is 157 to the right of 118? <laughs> How do you remember
0: that? When it shows the casino map in that scene,
1: oh my it is God. just a
0: random collection of numbers 1 through 600. It's like the London. In underground
1: there, tubes. There just. are like
0: twenty numbers, but they're all like six eighty four, four
1: eighty seven. <laughs> like they're all so different. They're all right next to each other. We also, but no like, rhyme or reason. It's so funny. The movie actually gives us this like montage of the board, <laughs> yeah. and then it's like Nick Cage falling asleep. And it's like ding, ding, ding. Really ding. getting all this. But so then you fun. got a
0: guy like Mike Starr just playing timing off Nick Cage perfectly. Should we go on? Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. Yeah, <laughs> just. He's playing night trap with hostel security following people room to room. Yeah. It's to palm finding current and dated technology to integrate into his Oh my god. action
1: heist whatever movie When it's Nick so Cage good. is talking about like, the bitchin technology. <laughs> all this like analog computer. Yeah. I don't know what kind of
0: like ideas for this for Rick Santoro Nick Cage had, but he does a lot of them. <laughs> he he he's the kind of guy that in a serious moment will call somebody dude, and you're like, I don't think he said dude the rest of this movie. What a weird time to call some, like I don't think you understand, dude. <laughs> you're like, we're 90 minutes into this. What a weird time this late the movie to say that. And it's like I keep wondering. It's one of those performances where you're like, is he getting away with shit? And Dupont was oh, like, yeah. all right, we need to keep this in. We are running on a us.
1: Sp- it a tight expensive I would imagine when he's like mocking Carla Gugino (laughs) to her (laughs) yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) he is but it's so good yeah it's all so good but the uh even the Austin Powers (laughs) answering every single call but when you're watching him he's so magnetic that I kind of realized half hour in that this really should have just been his uncut jams Oh, yeah. We were right there with a the casino involvement. Like, there should have been some... Uh, he sh- they should have gone deeper into his gambling
1: problem. I know. They he give gets his unresolved whole- gambling debts...
0: Too too easily.
1: Yeah, they give you this whole like underbelly of the character, but you don't have enough time to really dig into that. Yeah. He doesn't have the guy shaking him down quite enough. Uh uh
0: we needed more people running into him trying to muscle him up. He needed to be really up against a wall while trying to solve the crime of the century.
1: Could have been a whole like bad lieutenant kind of thing. Oh yeah, man. It's fitting. Bad Lieutenant 2. He did his own. Yeah, uh, that's why he's like, you know what? I still got something I got to that. explore yeah, I got there.
0: <laughs> and so that's why I'm wondering, like, how much of this character evolved from him? How much did he take this thing and run with it? But once I started thinking of Nick Cage, Uncut Gems, oh, that's what... It was there throughout this movie. Oh, yeah. He took control of a lot of this movie in a lot of ways. He had to. <laughs> yeah. But after that first tracking shot, I'm thinking, man... He should have just kept going. Just do an eighty-five minute tracking shot. Run this sure. whole movie as a tight Nick Cage tracking shot.
1: Do If do, anybody could have done it, I mean, De Palma likes to do Hitchcock. Hitchcock did Rope, yeah, which is man. All, all supposedly, you know, one shot. It's we get like six, we get elements of that kind
0: of stuff. I like how he played with us seeing different vantage points and different people's uh, unreliable
1: narratives, and it ended up becoming. Uh, Rashomon. yeah we get a lot of Rashomon. and you, some, know, you we get, get all, all r- these like f- yeah different perspectives and sometimes we find out yeah they're, they're not quite entirely true
0: he has no problem all from s- first person <laughs> uh, yeah a lot
1: of a lot of POV and he has no problem <laughs> slipping into
0: some serious scenes with some ridiculous scenes so the uncut gems thing could have been all one rush 90 hour fever dream and I would have been it's like would have been my favorite to palm yeah, yeah. and uh but I like what we get I like that Nick Cage gets to relish and say several different times, once with jazz hands, like, oh. the whole arena's a crime scene. Oh, my God, the
1: jazz hands.
0: Oh, man, he was like a pr- tent like, You know,
1: the whole arena's a crime scene. What a shot. <laughs> what a read, man. There was like, in that, even in that first tracking shot, there was like four times I laughed out loud <laughs> at something Nick Cage yeah. did. And that the whole movie, every five minutes, he says something that just made me blurt. <laughs> he says something, or just like, or just moves, a movement. Yeah, just stands up funny.
0: He'll just <laughs> jump to his feet for no reason. He'll just. This guy's on his toes, man. Yeah. This guy is a just cocaine werewolf. He just knows how to entertain. Or I
1: don't know he's what it showman. is, Man, he's a showman. He's a movie star. He's like That's David what, Lee Roth. It's in this one of those movie. things where it's like people are just movie stars because they are just them. <laughs> like they are just who they are. Yeah, And we like that, and we want to watch that. I want That's to see that. That's what this movie is. And it's so...
0: it. Like I said, it's David Lee Roth. Mm-hmm. He's just high-kicking and kicking through doors his way right towards the camera through the movie. Going into a really long interview with, with Lincoln Tyler. <laughs> There's so much going on in these De Palma movies... There's extras that are doing their own bits in the background. Everybody's oh, yeah. got their own routine happening <laughs> like, all the time.
1: <laughs> I always love the background, like, kind of hype man gangster. <laughs> yeah. Like, Backgr- Toadie, who's always like, should we be doing something about this? Yeah, man.
0: A boxer's background hype man in any movie like that is so cool. It's a different vibe than, like, the background training day yeah, henchmen. Yeah. It's a different kind. It's There's more pageantry. Yeah. But the guys, guy the they're he- like, a few are wearing nice hats, <laughs> you know, and like kind of like Steve Harvey suits. And there's one guy that's like doing some really good. I really wish that guy had like a salad because he would have been a
1: guy <laughs> to be like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like right. There's always the one guy reacting a little more than everyone no, else. To There was what's like a happening. little guy yeah. in
0: like a Cat Williams suit and hat next yeah. to a big guy. But they framed the little guy. And so the other guy was like a. A naked gun bit where you just see... He the just he cuts <laughs> like, off at the shoulders. You don't see his head and neck. And you just see the little guy. And the little guy kept looking <laughs> up to him reacting like... Doing like a... Can you believe this? But hey, they're the best... Ba- are we going to let him talk to our boxer like that this? That tall dude went to the premiere and realized all of his reactions were just cut off. <laughs> they did all the shots just on the
1: little oh, guy. Yeah.
0: But... These guys are all going on while Nick Cage is having this really sassy conversation with this boxer, and you're unfolding this very give me a stupidly complicated Brian De Palma conspiracy. Yeah, give me something with like that's just an impossible to assemble plot where people have to like get lured into specific
1: places for loose reasons. And it's whatever I like, mean yeah I think maybe the, the weakest part to me of the movie was just that, like I don't care about the conspiracy dude like when it's this like movie a gets defense system deeply political thing. for five minutes yeah. right at the very end
0: and it takes this really hard like like man I don't give a shit well <laughs> like, just like the, the- get,
1: it, get through it yeah, the, the Gary Sinise character complaining that they're, uh, you know, taking yeah. money away from the defense budget. It's like, yeah, no, they're not. The, that never happened yeah, in the, the history of yeah, America. we've never got taken money out of the No senator's budget. ever been like, I don't think we should pay for that. That's never happened in yeah, the military. Is, so then, really like, them to be like, we need this air defense system. Like, oh, my. I love the idea Get of back Palma to
0: making. See, maybe this is when they're, like, given $70 million to for De Palma to make like a JFK assassination movie. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'll make a politician assassination movie where he's so liberal that he's going <laughs> to take money from the defense budget. And I'll set him to a of fucking boxing arena. <laughs> Cause I've always wanted to make a movie in a boxing in Atlantic arena. Atlantic city. Yeah. Not even Vegas. That feels kind of plausible as a way that snake eyes got made.
1: Cause again, 70 million dollars. That seems like a lot for this movie, That's honestly. That's a big that a budget like a movie. Well, you know, they had a big budget ending that they'd never used. That didn't even, yeah, that didn't even make the cut. That we only found out later. Yeah. But we, we were, had, the whole time we were like, why is it so much focus on the weather? people keep bringing up the weather when in When we're school.
0: inside. It's we all, would be in a tense-ass <laughs> situation where people were pointing guns in the movie and the person with a gun point at their head would be like, you're doing this to me on the day
1: with this storm. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have a character. Yeah. We, the newscaster guy. Like, we have to keep covering the storm. Yes. The politician's been shot and killed and everyone is trapped in this arena, which the whole arena is a crime scene. But let's get the weather report back on track. The weather report is hot
0: news, too, because this could be... Apparently, the whole movie was building to a sp- industrial light and magic special effects shot that they did not want. Sounds to like use. they were going to do like
1: Poseidon Adventure levels. This movie was going like to end essentially with end. 9/11.
0: <laughs> 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 they were going to wash away the whole boardwalk. Basically in right, Atlantic exactly. City.
1: It was going to become Atlantis City. Hey,
0: this <laughs> this hot- this arena was set for de- demolition. This was the last event held in this arena, cuz they kept talking about it the whole time. Yeah. And the movie was poetically going to have the whole, and this movie put in some heavy-handed poetic shots, like Nicolas Cage being offered blood money and then staring down at a piece of bloody money. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. And these people, but everybody that, looking prophetically at the news and being like one step away from going, storms are coming, <laughs> going to wash away all of Atlantic City. Like, oh, man, we were there. And then it just kind of builds to not not a storm. Yeah, a, there's a this great effect shot where like a 15 foot tall wave is about to wipe out a huge row of traffic, and then the next scene the van just kind of swerves. Yeah, like something weird got cut, and I don't know if it got cut because of like a man. This looks no better than the Escape from LA surfing scene. We can't have this. I think that's yeah is that something just, we weren't. We were a big budget movie, but not tidal wave wrecks the pier big-budget movie, but what a weird, ballsy move that would have been to turn this ending into a disaster movie ending. Yeah. After you had a 14,000 people locked in an arena movie, which they did kind of forget about 13,980 people. Most of those people got out. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I guess they let them out. Once they were allowing people out with full ID. Yeah, they just had to give a statement. And, uh, yeah, we forget (laughs) about the 14,000 pretty quick. We could have gotten some pretty gruesome stampedes. He avoided that. Right. But... This movie just keeps winding and winding. More POV shots, more Rashomon style angles. One of these gorgeous POV shots came at the end of one of these silliest scenes. Would we build to Lincoln telling Nick Cage his side of the story and why he. We also get a guy who took a dive. We get a boxer who took a dive. We have so many conspiracies happening in this film, all in this one, all that happened at the exact same moment in time. Give me that shit. (laughs) Uh, but when Lincoln Tyler's going through his POV the fact that we see it from him just walking through a hallway with him and it it makes him seem like a big dumb lummox supposedly this is the 270 pound heavyweight champ and he's just standing with his red boxing glove shoving open a door like he's a little kid watching his mommy fight (laughs) instead he's just watching this huge animated hands talking scene between his that agent was such a guy out of playing an agent school. Yeah. This guy going like, "You're talking about my back end here," <laughs> <laughs> and and Lincoln is supposed to just be standing there like a, what like, like the guy in the Green Mile. Yeah. Michael it, Clark Dougie just standing in his prison bars just looking out at him.
1: It's like don't hurt his feelings telling him everyone's betting against don't him. Don't say that about the big dummy. <laughs> you know how sensitive and
0: dummy is, and he's just like, whoo.
1: Yeah. But it
0: has one great shot. This is a shot that like this is a director. <laughs> when Lincoln's, I guess, shadow boxing in the lobby, and the POV shot's been his the whole time, and it does a turn to a camera and you see just Lincoln, mm-hmm. you know, the camera trick. Yeah, when the camera p- pulls off of him, basically. Yeah, but he, it does it in one such a shot. smooth motion. You expect to see the, yo oh, practically see a camera standing in the background when you do this turn, and when you see just a guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great shot. And then when it cuts back, then he's in the frame. Oh, that was a great transition. So he's putting in these beautiful shots inside these dumb extrapolating scenes, and I love it all. I can't. We get some really bad boxing. That's some bad on-screen boxing. These men shouldn't. These didn't, It was supposed to be, though. But these think, guys did not get a week of no. training.
1: These no, guys, no. those whiff shots, oh, man. This I is mean, bad, not as bad as anything in Rocky. In It's Well that
0: De Palma feels like a guy that should be filming some incredible on-motion picture boxing scenes. I love a big-screen boxing scene. There's a reason we talked for three hours about Diggstown. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Man, when you make a movie that's nothing but boxing scenes, yep,
1: right. I'm going to be loving it. Oh, yeah, the boxing is very this. just like This is some tertiary to, to what we actually want to get down to with the conspiracy.
0: But by the time it gets into this huge military-industrial-complex conspiracy where, oh, we think these two are the bad guys, and then Gary Sinise is shooting everyone and simply disposing of the bodies, the Gary yeah. Sinise heel turn is pretty good because he is such a dry dick <laughs> in this movie. And so seeing him with this cold kind of killer's precision before, I guess where he was a superintendent Chalmers, then he came off more like the, uh, the weirdo on the Simpsons that has the, the army surplus store <laughs> oh yeah <totally. laughs> that's a that's a real sinise you mm-hmm. know and maybe that's just because of the captain Dan. Thing. <laughs> but <laughs> no he's yeah he's very cold in this movie and the, and the gary sneeze heel turn is so works. good because up till that point all we see of him is being the guy who's always like but it's gonna ruin my numbers <laughs> and like then giving the biggest dud of a tv interview mm-hmm. with kevin dunn well Dunn on dunn so this, the heel term is important, and it led us to our great Mike Starr eye in the sky scene. Right. What a great sandwich chomper to have
1: filling up another scene. I mean, it's just, the whole throughout the whole movie, I didn't want it to end. No. I wanted it to Same. keep going. I Same. was just really having a fun time, even in the parts where it's like, really? We're talking about the defense budget? Oh, man. In there, a, in a, you know. I know. Once we were getting into the defense budget, this is a 98-minute movie, and... But there was like, a lot of like, oh my god! How they many blocks do we that, into like, this? Yeah, like <laughs> once once you get the kind of layout of the of the plot, it feels like things have kind of gotten stale a little bit. So it then does. they give you the great Nick Cage getting beat up in the alley of the arena kind of look. Yeah, they really with get, like pallets really and barrels weird. and the, <laughs> the big shadows. Like all of a sudden, we're back in the noir yeah environment. We're expecting again. some pearls to drop. So it's like whenever it kind of. Whenever kind of like starts slowing down a little bit, they they get you back in. This would have well. been, but the, when it hits those scenes, it's only more of a highlight
0: of this should have been his uncut gems. This should have just been following him, and whenever he's off screen, everybody needs to be at talking about what <laughs> what's Nick Cage and where's he at and what's he doing. Yeah, right. This is such a performance you need to be all him, all tracking shot, map it out. He could have done it. He could have laid this out. You come into Mike Starr's room. Mike Starr's snacking on, you know, like, yeah, oh, it's great. Then he's pointing hey, out random camera numbers. It's so good. They show these blurry ass camera things and people are, they're showing these camera shots with like 75 people on him. He's like, yeah, go to the next one. <laughs> right. Like, who do you want? What does he even know what he's looking <laughs> gonna for? You're going to never find anybody in this
1: place, right? Yeah. Until luckily Carla Gugino is standing like perfectly framed profile shot of her in right. the, that's what happens when you got eight hundred cameras in your casino. You'll get a good quadruple shot. overlap. Yeah, give me Mike Starr in a movie saying a phrase like
0: quadruple overlap <laughs> while he's wearing a too tight polo shirt. I love that. shit. Yeah, <laughs> I right. love it, man. Snake Eyes Rock. <laughs> this movie made over a hundred million, man. I re- still I remember going into a video store and just seeing wall of Snake Eyes. Oh yeah, the people they were pushing the Snake Eyes on you. This was nineteen ninety eight in a movie. How great
1: also that like. They have to force in the Snake Eyes title.
0: Oh, they get Snake Eyes in the title a couple times. But Sinise and Cage it's get like, Snake Eyes.
1: Yes, the movie takes place in a casino, but like casino stuff never really like no. factors into the movie. Not at all. Until Gary Sinise has to be like, You're old Snake Eyes. And then I guess Out you're of supposed nowhere. To be like, Oh, right. The
0: arena is
1: attached to a casino. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, the The yeah, casino yeah. stuff is, is so
0: far gone. The casino is irrelevant after they find Carla Gugino. Yeah. And then Gary Sinise is still like he's it's like when they had that really great shot of when Sinise and Cage both were trying to intercept Gugino when we realize, oh, she knows too much, but who's going to get to her first? Mm-hmm. And they're both bearing down on her. We don't know who's closer. It's like a final out of the, the amazing race where they purposely hide <laughs> which team is closer. And they right. make it seem like they're going to arrive at the same time. And uh, it's like Gary Sinise, once he saw Cage there and was all chasing him down and Another great bit of De Palma business. Mm-hmm. Another great split screen elevator shot. The guy yeah, was putting yeah, it yeah. all in. It's like Gary Sneeze thought of a cool casino cool guy line. And he's like, well, I'm still going to use my line. I haven't thought of like my <laughs> weird attic tunnel line. So yeah. he's still like, your old snake eyes on this one, Rick Santaro. <laughs> still
1: got it. All right. Still got it, Gary. And he gives he gives it back <laughs> to him at the end there. It's like, now you've rolled snake eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Suck Nick Cage it. gets a like look into the
0: camera like we truly have all rolled <laughs> snake eyes.
1: Kinda Well at the end, man, Nick Cage is the hero and then he rolls Snake Eyes this, in the public eye. This movie
0: is such <laughs> a great, implausible. In- One thing I love about Snake Eyes, if anything is how airtight the end stretch is.
1: <laughs> yeah, you think that first 20 minute tracking shot is good. Wait till you get the post, almost post credits feeling. The final 25 minutes. Wrap up feels of like Ricky Santoro weird, going to jail. St- Dude, this movie. Our hero goes to jail at the end.
0: <laughs> this movie gets t- so deep in the bullshit. It's so much fun. It's so theatrical. Yeah. If I was, man. I'd laugh my ass off of this. He stumbles down, and Gary Sinise follows him down a hallway after Nick Cage gets the the piss beaten out of him. <laughs> we get such a dress to kill Sinise following Nick Cage to find where Gugino's hiding. And it goes on like forever. We get it so does. into the belly of this arena. So many. We're like spinal tap lost backstage at this place. At the, yeah. like we are so deep into the bowels here. And I'm so into it. It's not tight at all. It's sloppy as hell. Weird bits of that storm subplot keep loudly interjecting themselves. Walls of the arena are being, like, shaken. Shaking walls. A huge beam crashes through a wall. It's like you're on an Indiana Jones theme ride. Yeah, there's like, ride, you there's know, like, like
1: harpoons insane.
0: flying through <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, man. Air. There's a big stack of harpoons up for like, some reason. Like, Why like, that seems dangerous yeah. in a storm. <laughs> Why is that happening? <laughs> They're in these
1: back rooms with just like pipes stacked Men just up. Wa- yeah, there's a still bunch Still to of, be completed And the you know, pipes are just all stacked
0: straight. It's like, man, one guy is going to yeah. take a bad shoulder into these things. They're, well, then oh, it's like
1: Gary Sinise clearly knows Nick Cage is walking towards the woman he needs to get to. Yeah. But he never shoots the gun when you need him to. And then, yeah, the, the van that should have gotten knocked over by the tidal wave smashes in and he crashes through still a Still doesn't shoot himself. It's
0: such an insane ending. It really is like one of those endings where all six of the people all wind up at the same spot. Like, we're all in the same motel parking lot yeah. with all guns on each other and with the TV camera. But then also, it's supposed to be like, but also the media. Yeah, You're like what the? Oh right, the media, are the real bad guys. Yeah, it's like at the
1: end, De Palma was like, "Oh yeah, we were doing like a media commentary <laughs> thing." <laughs> He's really Hold like on.
0: getting all his skewers in with literal harpoons at the end. Yeah. it's such a extravagant mess of an ending. It ends on this like held shot of Gary Sinise, you know, and like, like wow, that, and it ended on so much drama. And then you go into a long Nick Cage like weird it seems like it's against a green screen like it's even (laughs) the most noir thing because they might as well be driving in a fake car along a country road as a guy's like shot in the armpit Mm -hmm. you know it's like his final monologue with Gugino is just it's like suddenly he's making a movie from 1946
1: yeah, they really go full noir at the end there. It's beautiful. It's, it's perfect. It's re- it's insane. But yeah, after he becomes the hero, he's then Oh, we, the you te- find out through a series of media reports all on the TV screen. That's some that great page. He's the hero cop holding the plaque up like a 10-year-old boy. Then it's like uh, actually, Rick Santoro is being investigated for corruption charges <laughs> it's now. Like ni- it's like, it's it's that like that classic, a cancel
0: like, culture 1998. It's style. totally like,
1: we regret to inform you the milkshake duck is racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. Straight up <laughs> Like with Nick Cage. Yeah, as Nick
0: a c- Cage, man, after this whole shit goes down, and he's this big, corrupt, viable buy- cop. That's yeah. why he is where he is in the movie. That's why he was chosen to witness what he did. He just witnessed too much. Yeah. Yeah. And when he's getting his medal, we had seen him in this, you know, like I said, like a shark skin suit and uh, like he's like what Gary Sneeze called him Don Ho. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. know, yeah. hairy chest. Yeah. You got the all hair out, coming gold through. Gold chains. And then we see him getting his award with a banner. <laughs> just a big, take a look at Rick Santoro's banner, and he just stands up like he <laughs> graduated banner, against Michael. all
1: odds. Yeah, You know,
0: <laughs> nobody said I could finish college. He yeah! pumps his fist like, yeah. <laughs> and then it gets like, turns out Santoro, a louse. <laughs> And he's like backing out of his driveway in a yellow Lamborghini, like, get the fuck out of my driveway. like I'm Ricky! I'm yeah. Ricky sentence. I'm Ricky. The immediate so downfall good. of a of
1: a like two-day hero. Such an unnecessary just like <laughs> tail at the Don't end worry, of the- he got caught for doing all the bad shit, too. Also, uh he got fucked. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm Ricky.
1: <laughs> he almost hits like seven cameramen yeah. backing out his Lambo. But yeah, then it's like, well, I'm off to prison, I guess. Uh and then, yeah, him and Gugino have that final kind of... Maybe I'll call you in 12 to 18 months. <sighs> Just like not smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. you had know, been
0: smoking a cigarette the he's whole like, time. He's like,
1: yeah, they used to have the lights out there and would rob mm. ships at the lighthouses. Only thing that's changed, the lights got brighter. Yeah, it's Just a real like... Real it really also wants to be one of those like
0: Atlantic City sagas. Dialogue. Yeah. You know, like, like, can we in the last five minutes kind of make this like they shoot horses, don't they? Maybe sure do it. King of Marvin Gardens. Throw something. Throw something in at the end. Well,
1: they had that song ready to go at the end credits. so They had to you remind get you. It. You live in Sin City. De Palma is such. <laughs>
0: this guy is so cool. This guy's movies, man. He is so funny because so many of his movies are my favorites. But then, among my favorite movies, there's always one scene that I have to kind of embarrassingly like. Explain or defend people <laughs> like body doubles filled with like something really dumb happens and I just have to go like man body doubles so fucking cool you guys right? Yeah, right and like Carlito's way just like I can't wait to do the death <laughs> monologue on this show but that's so long and it's just like to Palma where do you come on we. right and he just can't help himself he's got to give Nick Cage some great like. The only thing that's changed is the lights got brighter. And you're like, oh, yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. He loves giving that. St- and he was doing that all through this movie. He gave him so many hammy, chewy moments. And then built up to the most inexplicable credit sequence <laughs> in a movie. This is wild. 9-11 finishing this movie would have made way more sense <laughs> than this shot of a bunch of hot construction guys for four minutes while the worst end credit song, title song of a movie. Oh, man. This is an all-timer. This thing. This is a melon scratcher of a finish. I right don't know. Here.
1: Do we put it at the end of this episode? We have to. A little bit feels like we had to put you remember Meredith 90s, Brooks.
0: 90s one-hit wonder Meredith Brooks. Yeah, guys, you bitch. remember her, right? You remember bitch? That song was ubiquitous. That was a huge song.
1: I still, I still, I still re- sing that song around the house. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> yeah, you a know I do. Too. Yeah.
0: The next year, this is a movie <laughs> that has like two songs in it. This is not a movie with songs.
1: Yeah, it's mostly that orchestral yeah, that, suspense. That score. Brian De
0: Palma, do 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 do, you know that kind of De Palma score, some Pino Danajio kind of score, right? And suddenly, this really bad coffee house jam comes on right when the credits hit. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, it's it's jarring first because you're like, oh well, wow, this is the first music we've heard in this movie. Yeah, it's like it's rock and roll all of a it's sudden, a guitar hitting, yeah. and some yeah. woman with a bad voice trying to do a worse <laughs> voice. Yeah. And then it becomes one of those songs where she's just saying, like somebody that's never been to Atlantic (laughs) city. And she just looks up a quick blurb about it. And so it's just like, you never leave the casinos. That's in Sit. She
1: didn't sound like Neil Diamond. <laughs> like, it's the only. But it it does. It becomes just just like a list of like kind of phrases, yeah. and she definitely gets snake eyes in there Going real quick. on
0: the boardwalk. The oh, house AC. always wins. Yeah, in- it's Cincinnati. it's like a really
1: terrible Hotel California.
0: You never leave. <laughs> really bad. And it's so and it's all being overlaid with this just the closing shot when Nicholas Cage and Gugino Kiss and walk off camera. You know, this building was supposed to come down. So we just get the full credit shot of this rough closing tune. It just keeps getting worse. Yeah. While a bunch of hot construction guys just haul sandbags.
1: Bunch of construction guys get off their lunch break and start <laughs> slowly moving around. You guys
0: in cutoffs? Yeah. The days of... Does Atlantic City allow just short, short cutoff construction guys? The uniform
1: was pretty loose on these guys. You see
0: the big buff guy with the tiny vest? There was one guy in, like, in a green
1: sweatshirt, <laughs> just like not even close. Yeah. Oh, I like the Keith David
0: it's style like- construction guys. <laughs> okay. like the, wearing a sweatshirt and like, some tough skin jeans. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that guy.
1: But yeah, yeah, next to him is just like... But you get a lot of Some Chippendales dancer looking mm-hmm. dude is just like... Yeah, Yeah, like like, hot stuff coming. There's
0: always (laughs) it is a a real sparks factory. in this closing shot, and all the while it's like you rolled snake eyes (laughs) in Sin
1: City, and it keeps getting closer. Like it's a slow close up. (laughs) Yeah, so you keep but you're following one guy like placing a pillar. So it's just a couple of guys holding onto a pillar. Yeah, and you're getting closer. We get a few shots in this movie
0: of. That but Tepoma really wanted to show the destruct like construction unions that yeah. he was like a cool guy. We get one guy that says to lower something like a dozen times <laughs> yeah. after Nick Cage gets beaten and he's escaping by merely walking out the big wide open gate. Yeah, he just leaves. Cause one
1: guy was going, "All right, lower it. Okay, stop. Okay, lower it. Okay, stop." We'll see what he's he, just like lowering a body. He was lowering a body into that pillar. Yeah. That's the pillar. That's the payoff. At the end of the movie, we get the close up of a hand coming away from the pillar, and you see like a A ruby jewel in the (laughs) pillar. And you're like, that must have been the woman who was buried in the concrete pillar. It was buried
0: there like 50 minutes ago. Whoa, man. It's such a great. Like, I wish some movies I hate seeing with a bunch of Lindas who, like, when the name of the movie gets said, you can hear them go, like, oh uh huh, yeah you're like oh that that did it for you and uh but in this one i would have loved hearing like a whose ring because whose ring that? that's what i did once we did like a four minute slow motion panning yeah. shot in on a ruby Wait, ring i guess we were supposed to like, know that was Wait, the redhead's ring? ring yeah is that a ring that feels more like an indiana jones ending
1: than a yeah. snake eyes ending
0: oh the redhead oh from an hour ago Oh, Let's yeah, see. she got
1: deposited pretty early, huh? Sin City is just built up on all this death and It's built on the bodies. Yeah, man. The bodies are in the buildings. The underbelly. They're built on the
0: backs of these, I guess, other scummy people. And the know. media. It's a sewer. <laughs> but it's my sewer and the media. Uh.
1: Yeah, maybe a couple too many, like, trying to... Make a little too many messages here. There was a lot if, of like messages. Like you said, if he had just kept it to Snake Eyes, just <laughs> yes. follow Nick Cage around. Make it a casino movie. Shit, I don't know. Make the boxing just the
0: first 15 minutes and then make the whole plot that Nick Cage has a gambling problem. Right. And that's when the casino comes in. It can still be Stormin'. Mm-hmm. We can still have John Hurt. John Hurt can be a casino boss. Mike Starr could be the bad guy that, you know, is the security guy that's catching him. It works. It would be great. Is it just because they just came out with Casino the year before? It's like axe the casino yeah, stuff. We maybe. can't have De Palma making Casino a year later. Maybe. Focus Casinos on, were hot in the yeah, late nineties. Apparently, they were. <laughs> I can see why. It's great. It looks amazing. On this the show. movie is awesome. This was <laughs> so much ass. fun. This, this I'm is so such glad. Such a '98 slice of movie. So glad it
1: came to this. I don't know how it came to this,
0: man. I no part of me random had snake eyes on the brain influences. when this day
1: started. That's what I love about it, though, right? Like our path from Motel Hell to Snake Eyes. You could have given me a list of a hundred movies, <laughs> and be like, "Which one do you think you're gonna watch today when you go over to Eric's?" I don't know if I'd have <laughs> picked Snake Eyes on that think... list. Oh, I wish we could have done Snake Eyes on the disc. Snake Eyes feels oh, like a primo laserdisc man. movie. That feels like the kind of movie that they would have sold laserdisc. Honestly, on. because it's like '98, that's probably like that's a end. hella expensive, yeah. like <laughs> a rare disc. You don't got
0: the Snake Eyes, huh? I don't think so. Oh, no. This is a good one. That When you think Nick Cage 90s, I think Con Air is a big standout. Face Off yeah, yeah. and The, the Rock. Rock. Yeah. Those are
1: the big three. And but City, City of Angels. City- yeah. Come on now. Is <laughs> City of Angels
0: 2000s? I'm thinking that like 90s Cage vibe. So, but Yeah, yeah. Uh, snake Eyes was big. Mo- it's There's been a hit piece out on Snake Eyes, I think. I think it was not cool to like Snake Eyes. Same way it was cool to like Con Air. Right. And cool people liked Con Air. (laughs) Face Off is a cool movie, big guns movie, you know. And The Rock is a universal classic. Yeah. We are going to cover all of them. But Snake Eyes, that's some cage, man. That's some 1998 Nick Cage. Anybody else in this movie? This movie isn't Snake Eyes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He ruled
1: Snake Eyes. We are the ones who won. (laughs) We won on this. I didn't <laughs> think we would watch this. It came to this. It did come to this. Of all the De Palma movies to do for our first movie. That's how my, we do it here, we man. It. We, gra- we we get those uh, we obscure. Those yeah, underrated gems, man.
0: This could have been wise guys. Yeah, this could have been obsession, but we knew
1: it was always. Going it was to always snake gonna be eyes. Snake guys. <laughs> I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening. Sorry for the Meredith Brooks song that's about to show up. <laughs> Good night. Lucky one, fate turns on.